Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The fan live from the Lakeland University Studios. Leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu. Trying to calm down from that rant I just had at the end of the big show. Take a little bit of a breath. Andy Herman, uh, owner of the Pack-A-Day podcast, writes for Packer Report. He'll be joining me coming up uh, at about 2.30, 2.35 today, about a half hour from right now. We'll get his thoughts uh, on Aaron Rodgers and his thoughts on this Packers team going forward. Get his thoughts on Matt LaFleur's coaching job to this point. Same with Goody as the general manager. So lots to cover uh, with him. Of course, Rami Makhlouf in here. The Rami Show coming up uh, at 3 o'clock. So, over the last two days, yesterday on the Big Show on a Green and Gold Monday, today on the Wendy's Big Show on a Tuesday, I have seen on Twitter, I have heard from many of you that have called into the shows about it's been real, Aaron. Get to step. Toodles. Well, I mean, y'all didn't say toodles. That's that's what I say, but either way. So this is what I want to know. Because right now, it looks like Brady may be done, may retire. Uh, Sean Payne, he's retiring in New Orleans. So what's up? Ben Roethlisberger, Pierce, he's done. So I'm curious about something. Tell me what quarterbacks you think could have done better than what Aaron Rodgers has done the last three years with this same talent. Same team. No different. Same special teams. Same defense the last three years that he's had. Same surrounding cast and offense. What quarterbacks in this league do you think would have been able to get the job done and get this team another championship where 
Aaron Rodgers fell short. I mean, who are they? Tell me. I'll open up the phone line. Here you go. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Who do y'all got? How many are there? How many quarterbacks are there that you say, if this guy was here or these five guys were quarterback in the Packers, they win at least another Super Bowl? Now, I'll start. Patrick Mahomes. Right? Patrick Mahomes. Kansas City. I'll give you Patrick Mahomes. You and I, we'll agree on Patrick Mahomes. Fine. Maybe Patrick Mahomes could have gotten this team to a Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl where Aaron Rodgers couldn't. Even with the special teams blunders on Saturday. Even with the lack of defense the two years prior, maybe Mahomes could have gotten them over the hump against San Francisco, against Tampa Bay. Maybe Patrick Mahomes could have done it. I'll give you Patrick Mahomes. I'm I'm willing to agree with you. Patrick Mahomes could have done something Aaron Rodgers couldn't do. Now, once we get past Patrick Mahomes, where does the list go from there? Because if you want to move on and you want to tell me that, hey, you know, he's a regular season quarterback only. He can't finish in the postseason. Okay. Then who's the guy that's finishing where he can't with this roster? Who, who are those people? Other than Patrick Mahomes, who are those people? The first one was on the road. The second one was at home in I mean, for Wisconsin, not that cold. The temperatures, what, 30s, whatever it was, against Tampa. But then the last one was in snow, wind, and pretty severe cold weather in single digits. So who are all these guys? They're going to do it so much better than Aaron Rodgers. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 12.50 a.m. The fan will talk with Andy Herman coming up here uh, in about 30 minutes uh, or so. Dennis and Wauwatosa, you're first up on Sparky's Midday Madness. Dennis, who are these quarterbacks that could have got this job done where Aaron Rodgers couldn't? How you doing, Sparky? Good. Hey, I think it would have been Brady, Mahomes, those two uh, for sure, and maybe Drew Brees. But those two, Brady and Mahomes, for sure, they would have got it done. Because Brady, Brady ain't going to get that close and lose, you know, two or three times in a row like that. Mahomes, good enough to get it done, you know. So I, those are two I think, and then maybe throw in Drew Brees, maybe, but Brady and Mahomes for sure. Brady and Mahomes for sure. Yep. All right. Thanks for the call. I'll even get down with you on Tom Brady. I will. Okay. I mean, the guy pulls rabbits out of his hats all the time. We've heard people say the man gets so lucky from game to game in postseason. Most of you thought he was going to win that last game. Pretty much just giving up on Saffron and the Rams. Ah, it's over. There's no way they're going to be in the Bucks now. Here comes Brady Magic. No, he lost. Some of you, I, I, don't, I don't know what the deal is, but some of y'all don't remember. He's lost playoff games before. I mean, some of you act like Tom Brady's never lost a playoff game in his life. It never happened. He's never lost a playoff game. He goes Super Bowl every year. He may feel like it. He's been there like half of his career. Fine, I'll give you that. But he has lost in the postseason, and now he lost again, and now he doesn't know if he wants to play or not. Fine. 
Got a little bit of an update here on uh, Ryan Wood's Twitter account uh, concerning Aaron Rodgers. Adam Roberts, do you remember how LeBron James told the world that he was leaving Cleveland? All too familiar with it. What happened? Well, uh, it was great ratings for ESPN. It's a TV show. Oh, yeah. And then he gave some money to the Boys and Girls Club or whatever, uh, and then went on there and said he's leaving, taking his talents to South Beach. Exactly. Well, apparently, Aaron mm. Rodgers has said he'll tell everybody what he plans on doing on the Pat McAfee show hmm. at some point this offseason. Interesting. Let me just say this. If you go on that show... And you tell McAfee, before you tell the Packers what your decision is, I'm done with you. Done. Right after he said he didn't want to do the whole I'm retire all, and come back thing, yeah, too. I, I'm, I'm all done. I'm just, I'm done. If you go on that show, before you tell LaFleur and Goody and Murphy, I don't care if you don't tell us. Whatever, fine. You want to go on there so everybody watches your guy McAfee? I hope he's paying you well because God knows he's making a ton of money. If you're going to go on there, and make LaFleur and Goody and Murphy all have to tune into that show to hear if you're coming back or not. Done. Done. Done forever. Like, never, ever again. Never again. Then y'all can officially call in and call me a hater, and I'll gladly wear it. Not right now. Want them back. But you don't tell them, and you tell him, then I'm done. Done officially. That happens? Goodbye. Because that's ridiculous. That's absolutely freaking ridiculous if that's how this is going to play out. Now, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I am. So I don't think he's a bad dude. He may not agree with you on certain aspects of life. That does not make him a bad dude. It just means you have different opinions. That's how I view it. So, I don't think he's a bad dude. He does this? That's crap. Simple. Brad and Racine, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness here on The Fan. What's up, Brad? Sparky, how you doing? Baby, oh, you're right. hitting the nail on the head all day long today. Thanks. You feel exactly the way I do. Last year, when uh, I watched his performance against Tampa Bay, I kind of, like everybody else, put it aside and thought, well, they lost the game because of the bomb that they gave up on defense at the end of the second quarter to Brady. But then he opened up his mouth on draft day, deliberately, petulantly, to uh, ruin it for Gutekunst, for the organization, and for the, for the young guys getting drafted. That should have been their day. And he deliberately took that away from them with the, this rant that he did all off season, which really made me sick to my, to my stomach. And I went back, and I looked at that championship game against Tampa, and it dawned on me, he blew touchdowns throughout that game by doing exactly what he did against San Francisco Saturday, looking only at Devontae Adams. He, he left points off the board galore in that Tampa Bay game. And I knew going into this game, I suspected he was going to do it again. To me, he's put himself in this position. When he said during the offseason, everything changed for me when I became the MVP. Well, I'm sorry, Aaron. We look for Super Bowls in Wisconsin. He didn't change. He doesn't play like that in these big games. And he hasn't for years. I'm done making excuses for him. 
everything he's done and everything that comes out of his mouth now is a lot of it's very disgusting to me. I can't believe he turned into this kind of a clown. So I would just say, be honest with you, get what you can from this guy from Denver or whoever he'll agree to go to and move on. And let's see what Jordan loves. got. he's got two halves of football in his career. Let's wait and see what he comes up with and move on to the future. This guy's not taking you any further than what we saw on Saturday. Goodbye, Aaron Rodgers. All right, Brad. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for the call. I, I, I really think there are a lot of people like Brad on this deal with Rodgers. I do. I think there are a lot of people with Brad that just are like completely categorically opposed to a lot of his maybe non-football takes. And that's why there's some of the vitriol that's coming out of saying, see you, get out. I think that's that's I think that's definitely part of it. And Rogers brought it up on McAfee about, you know, people are mad and rooting against us because my vaccination status. I don't think he's wrong. I, I think there are some people rooting against him because of his beliefs and so forth and all of that going forward. So I, I'm not going to sit here and and dispute that one way or the other. My my biggest issue is well, two now, out of this McAfee interview today. And we'll get more into it on the big show tomorrow. The first of which happened right before we got off the air on the big show, which is him talking about he's proud of himself for playing as well as he did in this adverse year. The problem is he's the one that created the adverse year. It was you that created all this drama going back to after the season, all through the offseason, through training camp, through the first couple of months where you wouldn't shut up about it, all the way through the season you're the one that created this with the last dance pick. You and Devontae that th- you thought was so cute. You created this mess for yourself. Nobody else. You did it yourself. That's the first thing that irritated me today. I was in a perfectly good mood to that point. Then, just a couple of minutes ago, Ryan Wood tweets out that apparently he said on Pat McAfee's show that he'll announce his decision of what he's going to do on the Pat McAfee show at some point this offseason. I didn't see it. With my own two eyes. I didn't see how he said it. I don't know if he was laughing and joking around about it. If he was seriously saying that. But if he's seriously going to do this, he better tell the Packers first. This better not be this LeBron James crap where the Cleveland front office has to be watching a monitor on ESPN to see if he's coming back to his team or not. If he does, done. All done. All done. Done. Let's go to Nick on the north side of Milwaukee. You're next here on Sparky's Midday Man is presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's up, Nick? What's up, Spark? Thanks for taking my call, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. Uh, okay, so super unpopular opinion here. Um, I am a uh, first off, I am an, I'm a Rogers apologist, so let me get that out there. It's fine, but um. To say, to give you guys a quarterback for the last three years that I feel like could get him done. That Rodgers couldn't. So it means they got to go and win a Super Bowl with whoever you pick outside of Rodgers. I'm taking Deshaun Watson. Cases, all, all his cases and everything. That He's a dog, let me tell you. Um, but like I said, that's super unpopular opinion. Um, I know people will choose uh, Brady if, and Mahomes. Right, those two. You can't, you can't go wrong with that. Right. But I think Deshaun Watson is a top five quarterback, maybe top three. Um, I also wanted to say, as far as the whole Pat McAfee show uh, thing, you can't really be mad at Rodgers for it because they didn't, they didn't tell him, they didn't come to him 
um, when they drafted Jordan Love, they didn't come to him. They didn't come to him until afterwards. So it's like it is. It is what it is. If you're gonna leave, leave. If you're gonna stay, stay. But I honestly think the divorce should have happened two, three years ago. But I'm Nick, calling. Nick, hold yeah. on a second. Okay, I agree with you. Right, as far as how the whole Jordan Love thing played out and all that. Fine, I agree, one hundred percent. But don't act like there's no resentment and no bitterness between you and the organization for the last several months when you're telling everybody you and Goody are good now, you and LaFleur are great, everything's going really well, you're happy with all the moves they're making, and act like you're all fine now with the organization and then pull this. Because that means you're not all fine and you do resent them still and you're going to make them wait like this. That To me, 100%. that's talking out of both sides of your mouth. 100%. I, I will agree there. Uh, I think that... That uh, Rogers, he choked. I, I, like I said, I'm, an, I'm a Rogers apologist, and I'll let you know the man choked. Uh, there's no way around it. There's nothing. There's nothing I can say else besides that as a as an apologist for my boy. Yep. But um, when it comes to you know going to a different team or uh, what are they what are they doing next year? I just I don't know, man. I just think I, it's been over. <laughs> yep, unbelievable. All right, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Um, so he called him a choke, and he said he's a Rodgers backer, supports Rodgers, through and through. Andy in Heartland, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What quarterbacks would you take outside of Aaron Rodgers that you think could have got the job done where Rodgers didn't the last three years, Andy? Okay, hey, Sparky. I'm glad that I think my own uh, opinion got you back to the Sparky's Midday Madness because I've been you know, rooting for it for like four or five years. Thanks, Andy. I appreciate it. No, you're welcome, because I was there from the beginning. Yep. Anyway, um, what I want to say, though, is I I don't think – here's the thing. I don't think Jordan Love is going to get us – even if Jordan Love was – okay, wait a second. I've got so many different ways to go. I think Jordan Love would have hit Lazard over the middle. That's what I think. I honestly think Jordan Love would have hit Lazard over the middle because he saw the open guy. I think – because everybody knows that, you know, Aaron is on Devontae's side and he wants to give him the ball and he's the best receiver in football and let me get him his stuff and he's the best receiver I've ever played with, player I've ever played with, I'm going to give him the ball. I can guarantee, even if, uh, oh my God, who's the backup quarterback behind Jiminy uh, Christmas? Bankert? Hurt Bankert? I think he would have hit Lazard. Anybody, I would have hit, you would have hit Lazard. Okay. <laughs> What I'm saying, though, is here's my thing. I think Aaron Rodgers uh, is, is, is he's his own boss. He's going to do what he wants. He's going to show everybody that he's the greatest player of all time, which he's not, but whatever. Um, I think if, if, if we, if we would have had a quarterback that would have displayed what was given to him, okay, and uh, I'm not trying to make the, the biggest play of all time, how can you not hit, and, and you, I'm probably going to get hung up on because I've got so many different ways to go on this one, how can you miss Lazard? He did that last year against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But again, it's, so it's, you remember that. but Andy, it's the same thing we've been talking about. It's that tunnel vision. It's that getting locked in on one guy and forcing that football. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Brett Favre with Sterling Sharp. The same exactly. type of, same type so of what, thing. And Aaron was that yeah. way with Jordy Nelson to a certain degree as well. 
Yes, but where did Brett Favre's career go after Sharp got hurt? Correct. Skyrocketing to the top. Exactly, because he learned how to spread it out. Yes. Yep, no question. Totally agree with you, Andy. Thanks for the call. And that's the thing. I mean, you look at the Packers' record without Devontae Adams in there and how successful they've been without Devontae. And then, you know, if you bring that up to Rodgers, oh, get out of here. Yeah, I I understand we're winning without Devontae, but you need to stop. Like, we're not better without Devontae Adams. And I agree. That dude's like the best receiver in football. The problem is, in games where he gets locked on like that, and you can blatantly just leave somebody else because you know he's not going to throw the football to the other receiver, that's when it costs you. It costs you against Tampa when he could have ran upfield and and maybe got into the end zone uh, late in that game. And it costs you again here with Lazard being another example. Hey, no matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games, it's Q Club of Wisconsin with plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games as well. They got bocce ball, foosball, darts, table tennis, all kinds of fun stuff. Shuffleboard. Then you settle down and have some great food while you're playing those games, right? So you got burgers, wraps, wings. Plus, they're Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan live from the Lakeland University studios. Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer with you. Talking about Aaron Rodgers. So many of you want to say toodles to Aaron Rodgers. Get to stepping. I want to know what quarterbacks do you think could have done a better job than Aaron did? And we're able to actually finish this deal. Actually get this team to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. Rodgers couldn't even get him there. But who, who do you take? Brady, Mahomes, and Deshaun Watson. The three names that have been suggested to this point. Who would it be for you? Dial it up. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan. Let's go to Sherman and Tosa. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Before we get to Andy Herman coming up in the next segment. What's up, Sherman? Hey, hey, Spark. Hey, listen, man, that's a that's a good that's an excellent question. And I'm gonna say it like this, man. I, I would take Joe Burrow, I would have took uh Allen, I would have took the kid out with the Chargers. Herbert. Because my point is uh Herbert, Justin Herbert. I because my point is we saw the uh uh McVay running the same offense and uh Shanahan with Garoppolo and uh golf. Uh, L.A. with golf, go to the Super Bowl, just running offense. If this cat would have just simply run the offense, man, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to see what LaFleur's offense looks like without the magic man up there changing plays and throwing and locking on Devontae all the time and ignoring everything and everybody else. You know, and that's my frustration because if he was doing that, and he was hitting other receivers, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But he's doing it, and he's just locking on Devontae. And and it was really frustrating. What was that, two years ago, Devontae missed four games? Yep. And the, and the offense averaged, what, 33 points a game during that four-game span? You see what I'm saying? So what are you trying to do, man? I, it's like this dude pulled a pin on a grenade in his own foxhole and, 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 and just blew everything up. Because he's a narcissist or something, man. You know, I mean, it's crazy. You know, I mean, it is absolutely crazy. 
to see what this man is doing. Even with Brett, Brett, Brett was a, and I, 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 I don't want to say nothing bad about Brett, but he was a, a simpler human being. Brett satisfied mowing the grass and, and being at home with his family and all of that. Mariucci and Steve Young geeked Brett up with that. Uh, Ted Thompson didn't do nothing for him after they drafted Rodgers. That's what got Brett on that tangent. This dude here, man, I don't know what his problem is, you know, but to see from that, 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 that wide-eyed kid who was sitting in the draft room looking like somebody took his lunch when he dropped from the first pick to the 25th, to see him now, it's, it, is, it is just mind-boggling. But Sherman, you realize really that this dude, upon being drafted, he was this um, arrogant, cocky type of dude walking into Green Bay. Like, I mean, if you go back and you listen to some of the vets talk about what this dude was like his first couple of years, he came in with that swagger, that, 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 I don't know, cockiness uh, kind of about him coming into Green Bay. That's just kind of who this guy is. At the end of the day, if you remember, they, he went out of his way when this whole Favre thing went sideways because they, I think, encouraged him to have some type of team gathering to kind of make sure everybody was pulling the same way for Aaron Rodgers. They had a cookout at his house or some nonsense like that. Right. In order, okay, right. Okay, you, you're right. right. I remember that. Because right. everybody, wasn't pull, everybody wasn't going with this dude. That locker room had five guys no. and had Rodgers guys. And he had tried to figure out how to get everybody over to his side because of kind of maybe how he rubbed certain veterans on that team the first couple of years in that locker room. So this and, is and, kind and, of this dude. Okay, okay, and I, you know what? I have forgotten about that. You're right. He sure did do that. Had a barbecue and had yep. everyone over. And, and I also remember, and I'm not, I'm pretty sure it was him talking, saying that one day in practice, when, um, when before Brett left, they would see he was standing on the sideline with with uh, McCarthy, and Brett was um, going through uh, progressions. And Brett tried to do what Brett did with the rifle arm, and he said to McCarthy, um, that wasn't where that ball was supposed to go, was it? And, Matt, and McCarthy just kind of looked at him like, you know that ain't where it was supposed to go, but that's Brett. He'll try to do that, you know. And he was saying, uh, and Rogers was saying this to kind of show the difference between him and Brett, okay? And now he's doing it even worse. Thank man. you. Thank you. Yes, exactly correct. He's doing the same damn thing. Thanks for the call. The same thing. Do you remember? Do you remember the very first OTAs, minicamps, whatever the heck it was called back then, when they said, You're the guy, Favre retired, right? He shows up. Now he's got the fats with him. They run a play, and the receivers don't go where they're supposed to go. He's like, What are y'all doing? Well, on that play, Brett has us do this instead of actually what's there, whatever. And Aaron's like, hey, man, y'all got to run what the play says, what coach says. Like, we're running what coach says. Don't be deviating what Brett told you to do or what you do with Brett. We're not doing that stuff anymore. We're doing what the play says. Remember that? Fast forward. Dude's doing the same thing. Same thing with his guys. Same thing. Funny. It is funny. Because back then... It was, I don't want to be anything like Brett. I'm going to be my own guy. I'm going to be different than Brett. All right, good. You be your own person. I support it 1,000%. So many things, if you look at his career, parallel with Brett. It is insane. Tony and Racine, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Tony? Hey, hey what's up? What's up, Sparky? Long time, bro. I heard you with so long. Hey, look here. 
It's like this here. You can't teach old dog new tricks, right? Yep. I'm piggybacking on what everybody said. And I said this. I've, I've been saying this. Hey, this might sound crazy, but I, I remember about a couple months ago, I called in. I said, Packers need a veteran back a quarterback. We wouldn't have lost that game. We wouldn't have lost that game in Kansas City. Hell, if we'd have had Blake Bortles. I wouldn't give it in. We got Blake Bortles. Let me tell you something. He done got set in his ways, man. And, and now you, you can't tell him nothing. And like you said, he's doing the same thing Brett Favre was doing. What happened to that Aaron Rodgers back in 2011 that told Greg Jennings, hey, look, man, I'm going to throw to whoever I see open. I'm not going to throw you the ball all the time. Remember Jennings used to call, call to complain about he wants the ball on every yep. play, and he used to tell Jennings, look, I can't throw you the ball on every play. When, when he got away from being that dude, that's, that's when his numbers, is, he, he ain't the same no more. That's the difference between him and Tom Brady. Tom Brady got eight rings, but Tom Brady got the intangibles. He know that all the dudes, all the weapons Tom Brady's in half, how many of them going to the Hall of Fame? Hardly none of them. But that man walk around with eight rings because the reason is because when he go out there, he going to find the player that's available. And he's going to get him the ball. Tony, but that's I mean, you talk about – Right, Tony, you talk about intangibles. Now, again – I'm not a fan of Brady because he's whatever the I'm case may be. Either, but but having said either, that, but hold on. Let's talk about being a teammate. So this dude here at the end of the year, in a game in which he was on the sidelines and they told him, you're done, but he knew Gronkowski, whoever needed another pass or two in order to get his incentives, went running back out of the field. And he's like, hey, you're done. He's like, nope, getting my guys to their incentives. I'm not. And went running back out of the field and continued to play to make sure that his guys got their money before they all came out of the game because he knew what their contract exactly. situations were. Exactly. That is a great teammate. Exactly. Those guys appreciate that and will go to battle for that dude without question. Tony, thanks for the call. Yeah. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers maybe doesn't do that. Maybe he does. But the Brady thing got made public. So that's what I'm using to talk about intangibles and guys. Why not play for these guys? All right, coming up, I'll talk with Andy Herman from the Pack-A-Day podcast, Packer Report. He's straight ahead. Are you looking for a new career? Would you like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company, a company that's been in business for over 30 years? Well, you're in luck. Young Express, a company we talk about so much, is growing and looking to hire immediately looking for dispatchers. Now, this is what you have to be able to do. First of all, you don't need any training. Uh, you don't need any experience, I should say. They're going to train you. But you do have to be able to multitask in a fast-paced environment, good communication skills, computer literate, we all should be at this point, and an overall friendly disposition for dealing with a variety of customers and drivers. Patience, people, patience. At Young Express, you can get a competitive hourly wage, paid holidays, vacation time, personal days, 401k with company match, and, of course, a health plan. Apply today at youngexpress.com. John Young and his crew do a great job. That's youngexpress.com. J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express. Success drives them. Andy Herman, next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan want to cash in during the pro football playoffs. Try out giving props a free-to-play contest on betql.com. Every round of the playoffs, they'll post 10 props. Simply create an account, make your picks for a chance to win $2,000 in weekly winnings. Plus, just by signing up, you're entered into a random grand prize drawing for $10,000. I could use that. Get started today at betql.com slash props. That's betql.com slash props. Sparky's Midday Madness broadcasting live from the Lakeland University studios Uh, And, of course, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. And, of course, the madness presented to you by Milwaukee Admirals Hockey. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is Andy Herman of the Packer Report and, of course, the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Uh, What is going on, Andy Herman? How are you this fine day? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks Uh, so much for having me. Uh, Great great to talk to you. All right. First things first, Andy. Uh, your your initial thoughts on what you watched Saturday night? Yeah, I think the, you know, obviously, a clear level of disappointment and at times embarrassment. I think when you have a systemic issue like special teams issue that's gone on for far too long, and then you see it, you know, sort of cost the Packers at the literal most inopportune moment in a huge game when you're in an all-in season and have everything to try to play for, um, it's embarrassing. And I think the way that it happened was probably most embarrassing of all when you can't line up, you know, 11 guys on a field goal block attempt to, to try to salvage your season when you are giving up block punts, when you are giving up huge returns that lead to points, when you are allowing blocked, you know, or field goals to be blocked. It's just a, a complete, uh, you know, you know, breakdown in all facets of special teams. Yeah, at least for a while, there'd be, you know, you could count on Mason Crosby and the kicking team. Like you could hang your hat on that and say, all right, at least that's one good thing. If Mason Crosby goes out, you know that that's going to be a made field goal. That fell apart this season. It was an epic collapse on, on all phases of special teams. And again, it cost them. And this is not, you know, I, I doubt Mo Drayton's going to be back next season. I'd be pretty, pretty, you know, shocked at this point. But this does not fall just on Mo Drayton. This is organizational. Um, I joked earlier this week. This is clearly, uh, you know, Brian Gutekinds comes from the Ted Thompson and, and Ron Wolf tree. I don't know if Ron Wolf forgot a chapter in the Packer way when he was writing the book about how to develop a, you know, phenomenal special teams unit. But this has been something that really, you know, you can almost go back to when Ron Wolf didn't bring back Craig Hendrick or Desmond Howard and those t- type of players. But this, this has just not been a focus of this organization for so long. And for as great as they've been at finding quarterbacks and as great as they've been at building prolific offenses, they've been just as awful at building special teams. And, and yeah, maybe you have an Allen Rossum or a Royal Preston or somebody every once in a while that you can hang your hat on, but it's far by far the exception to the rule at this point. It's funny. We had Ryan Wood on earlier from the Green Bay Press-Gazette, and I brought up pretty much what you just brought up. Uh, and he brought up that, look, Gutekunds did try to address special teams by going out and getting Amari Rodgers fairly early in the draft to try and address that issue. We've had a long-running conversation on the Wendy's Big Show with Gary and Leroy about what the deal is with that kid. Uh, and it feels like Gary and Leroy both think he kind of has to redo his body a little bit uh, to maybe help get him to that next level to be maybe more explosive. How do you view uh, Amari Rodgers? 
Yeah, to, to go back to your first point, though, really quick, I think you can uh, make some defense for Brian Gutekunst in the fact of trying because Mason Crosby is on a massive deal. Uh, they draft, they spent draft picks on a punter and a long snapper in Hunter Bradley and J.K. Scott. They drafted Amari Rogers to be that prolific returner for them. However, those things did not work out. Mason Crosby had his worst season and certainly showed signs of decline. Amari Rogers did not turn out as a punt returner. Hunter Bradley, they cut to you know bring in Stephen Wordle, which was even worse. And of course, J.K. Scott didn't work out as well. But then he you know went out and spent another draft pick on Corey Borges, which was certainly better. Uh, but you know, I, I think you can make an argument that you know Brian understands that th- this is a position that has. Um, that, that needs, you know, players, uh, to, you know, to be able to perform well, but unfortunately he didn't get the correct players. So that's another piece of the problem. But as far as Amari goes, yeah, I think this is going to be like when I watched him in college to me, and this is just one of those class, you know, classic cliches of like, you never know what's going to happen. I was one of the safer players in the draft. I didn't think that his ceiling was necessarily incredibly high, uh, but I thought his floor was very high. I didn't. I, I would have been, you know, shocked if there was any sort of bust factor with Amari Rogers because you watched him. He was a clean uh, hand catcher. He blocked like incredibly well for, especially for a smaller wide receiver uh, at Clemson. You know, he had returnability, which usually translates well to, you know, after the after the catch and yards after the catch. It was just, uh, it seemed like a really easy evaluation for whatever reason that did not come to you know fruition in his rookie year. I think Packer fans of all fans should understand that, uh, you know, wide receivers, uh, especially even the group like Devontae Adams, Jordy took a little bit of time. James Jones took a little bit of time. Like they, they don't just all of a sudden pop overnight. Even Randall Cobb go back to his rookie year. He was nowhere near what he was a couple years after that. So it takes time, but you know, he's going to have to do work on his body and then on his, on his overall game as well. This is my issue. My issue is you could have had a better special teams coordinator if you wanted to pay for a better special teams coordinator. You chose not to. And that's been a position on that coaching staff that, in my opinion, has been ignored dating back all the way to McCarthy as far as finding proven guys that have been successful in this league at coaching that unit. And that, to me, is something that if I'm Rodgers and if I'm going to have all the say again and they're going to do whatever I tell them to do, like last offseason, that's one position that has to be fixed with a proven guy that's won before uh, with his unit. I agree. And, you know, you're obviously mentioning, you know, Darren Rizzi there, a yep. uh, former, you know, the current Saints special teams coordinator who in 2019, they had the opportunity to get, they brought him in the building, they interviewed him, seemingly liked him. The report goes that, you know, they sort of lowballed him and he left without a contract and then ultimately signed with the Saints, who, by the way, had the fifth ranked special teams unit this past season. And by the way, head you know, coach just retired, which means he's going to be available again. Could be, I guess Dennis Allen could end up there and they could just keep everything in house. But assuming it's not Dennis Allen, that absolutely could be the case. Uh, but either way, they're going to have to, you know, try to find a way to improve that. I, I go back to, I think Matt LaFleur mentioned this in his press conference of trying to find ways to, to, you know, play, you know, maybe some of his starters, you know, we saw an AJ Dillon go down with an injury. So there's risk there too. Razul Douglas was out there on plays, but you go left to right on these kick units and these punt units imagine building any team, you know, and this, this is not a disrespect to, to any of these players who are, are, you know, grinding out their careers and are good players in their own right. But, you know, you, you look out there and it's Tyler Davis and Henry Black and Juwan Winfrey and Steven Wordle yep. and like just, a, you know, Tyler Lancaster, you know, trying to, to block on the kick team. Like you, you have these guys that are fringe roster players that are, you know, a couple steps above XFL players, you've got 11 of them out there at the same time on your special teams unit. How are you, 
possibly supposed to build any sort of team, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams, when you don't have talent, any sort of top-end talent, any sort of player that can be a designated specialist in those sort of scenarios, they're just going to have to prioritize it more moving forward, whether that's building the back end of the roster to be specific special teams players that are actually good at it and not just players that are developing for other roles on the team, or taking some of those starting caliber players and putting them on teams, especially in the most important games of the season. One way or the other, they have to get it figured out. Starting with Andy Herman, uh, Pack-A-Day podcast, uh, writer-editor for Packer Report. Follow him on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Ian Rappaport earlier today uh, was on with the Pat McAfee show uh, and said this. Plenty of things they can do to reload, run it back, draft. I mean, they're in, they're in a really good spot. I know there's some cap things they need to do, but they're in a good spot to reload uh, instead of just completely rebuild. And, you know, they're going to do everything they can to get Rodgers back. So all the things that they need to do to make him happy, I believe they are going to try to do. Okay. Um, now, again, Ian Rapport, NFL Network, locked in, insider, you know, knows people everywhere. Um, I- I've been all over this, I feel, uh, doing my job as a media member. I've not seen one person for the last six months say that they're in a good spot to reload this offseason. Not anywhere that I can find. No way I missed that. I'm clearly missing something here, Andy. What am I missing? Yeah, no, it's funny. As I was listening to that, that was my initial reaction as well. So he's he's right and he's wrong. So you brought up the point that he's wrong on. So there's they're not in a, a good or great position. They have uh, you know, they're 40 million above the cap with about 30 players. Um, you know, you can you can sort of clear some of that up, uh, you know, with, you know, Zadarius Smith and, you know, some Dean Lowry's and, you know, Mercedes Lewis, Randall Cobb. Like there's some pretty low hanging fruit that you can pretty much, you know, pretty quickly get to, you know, like 10 million under the cap. You still have only 31 guys where you have to then fill out a 53-man roster, still fill a practice squad, have money going into next season. That doesn't include any of your unrestricted free agents, restricted free agents, exclusive rights free agents, futures free agents, or any potential off-season signings or trades or your draft class, um, which is going to take a lot of money, as you could possibly imagine. So saying that they're in like this really good or great spot is definitely overselling it. However, he's, he's very correct in the fact that there are a lot of things that they can and will do uh, to be able to get under the cap. It has a, a cost down the road. There's no two ways about it. That that, that toll comes eventually. But if that's the direction that they want to go, they very much can. And I think that you could probably, you know, you know, take probably like a Zedaria Smith and a Randall Cobb on his current contract, maybe a, a Mason Crosby on his current deal, and maybe a couple more in there and say like, those are going to be tough sells. It might be really tough to get Devontae back. And then you could start looking after that of saying like, I think outside of those, you know, you might have a really good chance of getting everyone else back and then reloading in the draft and maybe a couple of those value free agent signings again, like they hit on last year with a Douglas and a Campbell, Bajorquez, et cetera. So I think there's ways to reload this team. And I think there's ways to make them very competitive. And to me, what would still be very much the class of the NFL, but no, they're certainly not in a great position. All right, let, let's talk about this Rodgers Devontae Adams thing. Rodgers saying that he, you know, today on the Pat McAfee show that yeah, he's going to make it uh, before free agency. He's one hundred percent not going to retire and then want to come back a year later uh, and so forth. References Devontae Adams and the franchise tag uh, and so forth. How do you think this is going to play out with Aaron Rodgers? Do you think, as of right now, that he ends up back here in Green Bay for another year? 
I'm leaning that way now, but uh, this is going to ebb and flow a million times. Sure is. He finally makes his decision, I yep. think, and just in like public perception, I think. So I think he'll probably, you know, maybe just take some time and make that decision. But I, I would still see this potentially like going back and forth as to like there's days where it's going to feel like, yeah, he's coming back for sure. There's probably days where it's going to feel like he's leaning towards retirement and maybe days where it seems like, oh, could he be traded? Nothing would shock me at this point. Uh, but at, at today, as I feel at 2.49 p.m. on a Tuesday, I sort of feel like he's coming back, especially after listening to him on McAfee. I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on that Devontae Adams piece, though, because I, I had trouble reading it. When he first said it, it sounded like I, I took it and started to interpret it as he wanted to see what was going to happen with Devontae before he made his decision. Correct. And then as he sort of wrapped it up, it almost made it seem like the opposite, that he wanted to be able to make his decision before Devontae has to make a decision right. with his free agency status. So either way, those two are linked um, in some capacity, but I couldn't tell exactly which direction that was going in. And maybe it's just both. This, this is the, my thing. We got to get to the Rami show coming up here at three o'clock, but this is my thing. Um, I believe, and I've said it, most of the year that I think Devonte Adams is not doing anything with the Packers extension wise. Cause I think they've had something sitting there from the whole time and he won't sign it. I don't think he's signing anything until he knows if 12 is playing. Cause if 12 is not playing and he, you know, I'm sure he has plans on trying to be a hall of famer too. He, he don't want to go through a deal with having a Jordan love learn and having his numbers affected by it and so forth. So he's wanting to see what happens. And then if Rodgers is gone and going somewhere else, A, I'm sure he'll try to figure out how to get to that place, uh, or B, try to get to somewhere else with a proven quarterback that can continue to help build his numbers going forward. That's my guess at how this all plays out. But they yeah. both can't be paid top at their position and expect to win. That I, I don't see how financially the Packers can pay them both top market dollar to be number one at quarterback, number one at wide receiver, and then expect the Packers to build a roster around him similar to this year. I don't see how that works. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think that's why both of them are linked in some capacity. And I think that's why it's really difficult right now. At this point of every season, if you, you know, even a few days after the, the end of the year, I'm usually able to point to a couple things and say, like, I feel pretty good that either this could or will happen. But that first domino with Aaron Rodgers affects everything. And yep. if all of a sudden he retires or he wants to be traded all, out of nowhere, um, or I guess maybe not even out of nowhere, but if that happens, then all of a sudden everything trickles from there and what Devante does and how this team goes about a potential rebuild. So everything has to happen after that first domino, which is Aaron Rodgers. I think retirement is the worst option for the Packers. If he retires, oh, you, get, sure. you get no compensation. He's just gone. Oh, you're screwed. I mean that that that's what you don't. If you're the Packers, do not retire. Like we'll trade you somewhere else, but do not retire because I I think it kind of screws the organization. Yeah, I totally agree. I actually mentioned this as well. Like the worst, worst, worst case scenario would be if, you know, they all of a sudden had a trade worked out with a team and were all set to get a, a bounty of picks and maybe some low, you know, low cost players. And then all of a sudden it was, you know what, I think I'm just going to retire instead. And yep. instead of all of a sudden being able to really put your rebuild potential rebuild into a fast forward and have all these assets that you could work with. Now you've got nothing to show for it. So a, a million percent agree. That's the worst case scenario. Andy Herman, check him out on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL pack a day podcast, pack a report as well as always fun having you on Andy. Thanks again. We'll do it again. Appreciate it. Can't wait. Take care. There he is. Andy Herman on the great Midwest bank hotline of applying for home renovation loan. As you're feeling anxious, I'll breathe. Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Up next, we'll talk to Rami Mackle to find out what's coming up on the Rami Show. Straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented on the Milwaukee Admirals.
Sparty's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. If you missed anything on the Madness, 1250amthefan.com. Our guy Adam Roberts will have that posted. Or rewind on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com. Rami Makhlouf here now from the Rami Show coming up 3 to 6 this afternoon. I'm assuming you'll be talking about MLB talks. Oh, so much baseball MLB talk Hall today, of Fame. Oh, you're a big man. baseball guy. Oh, I know you're fired up. Oh, so much baseball talk on the show today. Jeff Passan irritated me. He irritated you as well, so I retweeted your comment back to Jeff Passan. <laughs> that dude, man, I don't like that dude. I love Jeff Passan. I don't. I'm a big fan of Jeff Passan. Not a fan. Like, I, I don't think... I just disagree with him I, on that particular subject. But see, maybe that's why. It's not that I don't like the dude. Mm-hmm. I just never agree with him on much of anything in life. So... That's probably pretty much what my deal. Like, what else do you disagree that with? That and him, him and Tim Allen were screaming at each other on the air years ago, and that rubbed me the wrong way too. What else do you disagree with him on? Just, I mean, I don't have it all in front of me, mm-hmm. but just in general, when he has takes on different baseball issues, I normally I'm on the other side of those takes. Yes, most can, of the time, I can disagree with somebody and still like them. I think Jeff Passan's really good at what he does. If I agree with you on everything, it's going to be hard for you and I to get along. <laughs> it just is. <laughs> I mean, you and I disagree on you know things a lot. Yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. we still get along. It's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I dealt with him day to day, maybe it would be different. But all I see are his Twitter takes, so that's what rubs me the I wrong way. I just don't way. understand this this notion that because he did historic things, even though he did them fraudulently, we're talking about Barry Bonds yeah. and why Jeff Passan thinks he should be in the Hall. He of Fame. needs to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm with you. I just I don't want him in the Hall of Fame either. No. Um, okay, Makes so what do you got sense. coming up? Coming up on the show today, Spark. Three hours of should Barry Bonds be. In the Hall of Fame. I'll co-host that. Three to six. It'll be fun. No. Uh, at three o'clock, Rose. we'll ask, did every... No, absolutely not. Mm. Did everybody overrate the Packers? Let's just come out and ask it. Did everybody overrate the Green Bay Packers? Doing a similar topic tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're doing tomorrow, did we overrate Matt LaFleur as a head coach? Oh. That's oh. our topic tomorrow. Mm. One of our topics. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. So we'll do that at 3. Yep, Pete, Doherty, Pete Doherty will be here at 3.30. We'll get Love his thoughts on what happened on Saturday, as and well as Leroy, Leroy. Butler. He yeah, was in the room up. making the case for Leroy to get in. I'd like you to ask him this for me. All right. I'd like you to ask him. I will probably forget this, but please do. Please. Sam Schmidt! Is he here? <laughs> Schmidt's here? I don't think he's in the room yet. All right, Adam, pay attention. No, it's just me pacing around back here. Okay. He's not here yet. Okay, just to listen closely and pass this along to Sam Schmidt, so uh-huh. uh, Rami, don't forget. I want you to ask Pete Doherty. Uh-huh. Year one to year two, mm-hmm. what did he do different in his speech? Oh, I don't want to get then, all in Pete's process. No, because you have to figure every year it changes, right? So you updated, you add things, you learn. The first year, he flat out said, he goes, I'd never done it before, so I just kind of went in. And then after year one, he came on Big Show and said, I learned a lot. I know what I'm doing next year. And then last year was year two. I haven't talked to him since mm-hmm. this year's pitch. Mm-hmm. So it would be interesting, I think, for everybody to listen to. Like, how did it change and evolve as far as how that he is was a good pitching? Question. That is a good question. You're not going after him. You're just asking, no, how no, did your I, thought no. process change yeah. as far uh-huh. as what to add, what wasn't relevant maybe that you had before that, okay, I don't need that. What I need to focus on is this aspect. This is what the voters are apparently you know, holding on to to put right. freaking John Lynch in the Hall of Fame that doesn't deserve to be right. there before Leroy. That's, that's what I'd like to do. So, okay, all right, go I'll ahead. see if I can ask him. Yeah, right. so Pete will be here at 3.30. Yeah, thank you. We'll uh, talk a little bit about what Aaron Rodgers had to say today at 3.45. Bart Winkler will be here at 4 o'clock and uh, much, much more fun. What? What are you mm-ing about uh, and shaking your head? Just, what? I lost my mind a couple of times. One, at the end of the big show, mm-hmm. just before we went off, in like literally the last two minutes of the show, mm-hmm. I see a tweet from Ryan Wood saying that he's on McAfee talking about how he's very proud of himself to play as well as he did in the adverse year that he had to play in. 
It's your fault that you had an adverse year. You're the one in your mouth that created the adverse year. You're the one that created all the drama from draft day all the way through the year. Your fault. Nobody else's fault. You mm. had no adversity mm. because of anybody mm. else. You did it to yourself. Mm, we, Period. We, we would disagree on that. What is there to disagree about? Who else said anything to put him in a corner? He is the one that talked about everything he's talked about. Yeah, if he sat there and just, and just quietly let them push him out the door, everything would have been fine. Oh, but if you think they were going to push him out the well, door. Well, they were pushing him out the door. They, they weren't pushing you out the door if you're an MVP. They're not doing it. Just like, I'll use this as an example, mm-hmm. San Francisco right now. Mm-hmm. This nonsense I just write about Shanahan talking about, it was on Pro Football Talk today. Shanahan and Jimmy G. Garoppolo apparently decided, you know what, I'm done after this year. So the hell with it. I'm just going to do as, have as much fun as I can and go with it. Mm-hmm. Shanahan saying, I'm glad he grasped the fact of what was going on, and it made everybody's jobs a lot easier because he grasped the fact. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.